Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. I can't believe we're at episode 16 already. I was thinking this morning as I was prepping to record this episode how three years ago, being a host of a podcast was not even on my radar. And yet I have been loving creating these episodes and really taking the time to step back into that time in my life and remember how I felt and think about what might have been helpful for me. And that led me to today's podcast topic, which is 10 thoughts to practice on your infidelity journey. I have been the last three, four years, I have been on my own little journey of learning to manage my mind, as we call it in coach world. And basically what I have learned is to be deliberate in how I think about my life. And part of that is choosing deliberate thoughts to practice and believe about my life. I wish I had had this work when I was going through my healing from infidelity, but I didn't. And that's okay. Um, But I'm sharing it with you now so that you will have it. And so I have created a list of 10 thoughts that I think would be really, really helpful to create into beliefs for yourself as you heal. So I'm going to share those 10 thoughts with you. And then at the end, I'm going to talk, share with you about um, ways that you can take those 10 thoughts and turn them into beliefs. How to do that? And I even have a little um, free PDF that you can download and print out and keep with you, you know, hang it on your bathroom mirror, take it to work, whatever. So I'm excited about that. So let's get into what these 10 thoughts are. And so number one, God will twist everything for my good. I love this one. And I think this is a thought that everybody in the world could apply to their life, not just those walking through infidelity. But when you believe, when you truly believe that God will twist everything for my good, it's like you get to put on these rose-colored glasses when you look at your life. And you start to see the world through these rose-colored glasses. And so you start to look for the good. And then you also just truly believe that this is like this is all rigged in my favor. This is for the good of me. There is a lesson to learn here. There is a purpose to my pain. That was the one thing. I guess that was a thought that I did carry with me through all of this, even though I didn't understand this whole concept of you know, being transformed by the renewing of your mind and taking your thoughts captive. But I truly believed that there was purpose to my pain. I see it now. I'm living it out. But it's the thing that helped me move forward on that painful journey was 
believing there was purpose, believing that God was going to twist this all for his good, whatever that was. For some, it's a stronger marriage comes out of it. For some, it's a new relationship and being loved in a way you never expected. For some, it's finding yourself after being lost for so many years, whatever it is. God will twist everything for my good. Number two, I trust myself. This one is really, really important because one of the things that I feel like happens often on this infidelity journey is we lose our trust in ourselves. We lose our inability to trust our intuition, to trust our gut. We start to question things because oftentimes deep down we know something isn't right or we know something is happening, but we just don't want to believe it. So we ignore the feelings and the intuitions that we're having. And so when you learn to trust yourself again, and create the belief, I trust myself, it opens you up to healing. It opens you up to being vulnerable. It opens you up to seeing the things that you maybe missed before. And if you ever want to create trust in any other relationships in your life, you have to first learn to trust yourself. You have to trust that you're making the right decisions. You have to trust that you know what's best for you and your children and the relationship. You have to trust that you can heal from this. So number two is I trust myself. Number three, I can find joy in all circumstances. This is another one that I think everybody should create this belief in their life, carry this thought around. Because when you decide that you truly can find joy in all circumstances, the pain and suffering that come in this world just seems so much lighter. They're still there. Pain and suffering will always be part of our story. It's part of the human story. But we being willing to find some joy in the suffering just creates a much richer and fuller life. I really, really got to practice this last week. We had some really hard news come about you know, one person in our family, and we had the best, most anticipated news come about another person in our family. And I was able to hold space for both. So when you believe that you can find joy in all circumstances, it just creates little joy moments in your life. And those joy moments open you up for the richness and fullness of life. And that's ultimately what we want on this journey. Number four, I will survive this. Or you could say, I can survive this, whichever one feels right to you. But when you decide, I will survive this, guess what happens? You survive it. And you come out the other side stronger and happier and healthier and more whole in who you are, more confident in who you are and who God is calling you to be. And how do I know you will survive this? Because you've survived every other hard thing in your life. We were called to do hard things. We were called to walk through hard journeys. But believing that we will survive them is the thing that gets us to push through the hard to get to the other side. So just decide today, I will survive this. 
and stop telling yourself things like, I'll never recover from this. I'll never trust again. I'll never fall in love again. I'll never date again. I hear so many thoughts coming from women walking through infidelity that just don't serve them. Don't let that be you. Decide today, I will survive this. Number five, my life can be amazing. You can have this story and still have an amazing life. You can have hard parts to your life and still have an amazing life. The only person who can decide whether or not your life is amazing is you. And so I want you to to decide today that your life is amazing. Just decide. My life is amazing. Yeah, it has hard parts. Yeah, it has sucky parts. And right now, I'm in a season of hard and it just sucks. But my life is amazing. Because then you will start to look for ways ahead of you that there could be amazingness, whatever that is. You know, one of the things I did in the very hardest parts of my story was I planned an amazing trip for my kids and I. And it was amazing. Was it hard because there was a part of me that secretly hoped their dad would have joined us? It was the first trip without their dad. It was their first time on an airplane and he wasn't there to experience it. Did I have a little piece of me hoping that maybe he would change his mind and he'd come with us? Yeah. But that didn't stop me from believing that my life can be amazing in spite of it. And to this day, it is one of my favorite trips I ever took with my kids. Because I was willing to believe that my life could be amazing, even with this whole infidelity thing going on over here, even with a separation, even with an impending divorce. And I was determined to make it amazing for me and for my kids. So number five, my life can be amazing. Number six, this is my favorite one. I am who he says I am. He, capital H-E, your creator, Jesus Christ, the one who made you, the one who loves you in all your flaws. I am who he says I am. Do you know what kind of powerful and amazing life you create when you truly believe that about yourself and then you pass that belief on to your children? It's really easy in this infidelity journey to get sucked into the beliefs of the cheating partner and to really start to believe the way that they see us and the way that they tell us that they see us and who they think we are. It's really easy to start to believe his thoughts about you. But those aren't the thoughts I want you to believe. I want you to believe the thoughts that he has about you. Can you see yourself the way God sees you? Can you love yourself the way God loves you? Are you willing to stand up for yourself and say, you know what? No. No, maybe you see me that way, but I don't. I'm not crazy. 
I'm not mentally ill. I'm not Jekyll and Hyde. Whatever the story is that you're being told, I want you to stop believing it. And the way you stop believing it is you practice believing this thought. I am who he says I am. Number seven, I can love myself enough. Because what we really want is we just want to be loved in this world. We're all seeking love. And we know we can always get the love from our creator, but that's often not enough for us. We feel like we need more than that. And so when the person that you have chosen to love does something like this that just hurts you deeply, or God forbid, tells you they don't love you anymore, we start to place our value in that. Well, they don't find me lovable, so I must not be lovable. But that's not true. And so learning to believe that you love yourself enough takes everybody else off the hook. And when you take them off the hook, number one, you get out of disappointment and frustration. They no longer have to feel like they have to be a certain way or be a certain person or act a certain way to fulfill you. And you learn to fulfill yourself. Should we be able to find our love in Jesus Christ and that be enough? Yeah, we should. Does it always work out like that? No, it doesn't. So learning to love yourself, which is all of last week's podcast episode was all about that. Learning to love yourself will be the greatest gift that you give yourself. Because once you learn to love yourself enough, it opens you up to the ability to love others enough. So number seven, I can love myself enough. Number eight, I'm creating a life I love. A lot of times we get stuck in, this is just the life I've got been given. It's just, I just got to get my kids through high school and into college and I've just got to take care of this and then I'll just take care of the divorce. No, no, you have to still live a life, a life worth living in the, in spite of all of this, in the midst of all of this. Don't just try to get your children raised and then you'll create a good life because then you rob your children of the good life too. I'm creating a life I love. What does that look like? Do you even know what a life you love looks like? That's where you start. Make a list. What does the life that I love look like? What do I want in my life? I can tell you when I was going through my infidelity journey, I I knew what I wanted my life to look like. I wanted regular Sunday church. I wanted family vacations. I wanted family dinners. I wanted a rock solid budget that really allowed us to spend money in the ways we wanted to spend our money and not spend money in frivolous things. I wanted to be as debt free as I could. I wanted to have deep friendships. I wanted to host my friends at my home. 
I wanted to love my children really, really well. There were so many things that I wanted in my life that I had been ignoring because I was allowing the pain of the infidelity to just keep me from living life to the fullest. So decide that you're creating a life that you love. And then go create it. Because once you start to believe that, then that will put you in action to create it. Number nine, I am easy to love. I think this is one that we convince ourselves is not true. Well, if I was easy to love, he wouldn't have cheated. If I was easy to love, he wouldn't have done this. Yeah, yeah, he probably would have because it's not about you and it's not about your love. This is a them problem. Cheating is almost always a them problem. It's something they need to work out in themselves. There's some thoughts that they need to change in their life. But when you walk around telling yourself and believing, I'm easy to love, you become a person who's easy to love. You're gentler, you're kinder, you're more empathetic, you're more compassionate, you're slow to anger, you're rich in kindness. And all of a sudden, you become easy to love. And then you get to decide who you want to love you. And in the reel that I made last week, I shared about how I realized I didn't want him to love me anymore. And I didn't want to love him anymore. And that's okay. You can decide that. But you can also decide that you want to love him and you want him to love you. And now you're easy to love and reconciliation is possible. And the final thought, number 10, the more I focus my mind on the joy, the more joy comes. And that's true with anything in your life. The more we could put, the more I focus my mind on the pain, the more pain comes. We could put our thoughts there. And a lot of times that is our default thought. That's what we think about. But let's change that. The more I focus my mind on the joy, the more joy comes. Do you want more joy in your life? Because if you do, you have to start finding it and stop waiting for it to just show up. It's not going to show up and knock on your door and be like, I'm here. No, you have to go out and purposely find it and purposely create it. And the more you do that, the more will come to you. So those are the 10 thoughts. Start with one. Here's how I would use this list of 10 thoughts. I would download it, go to the the, um, show notes, click the link, download this PDF, print it out. Another favorite way I like to take deliberate thoughts and turn them into beliefs is I will put them as reminders in my phone to just pop up randomly during the day. I write them down in my planner. I have a spot in my planner where I write them down every single day. I often will practice a particular thought until it becomes 
just a default thought, something that comes naturally. So like most of last year, I practiced one thought over and over and over and over. And so you can do the same. Uh, get some little heart sticky notes and write the thought and put a sticky note on your bathroom mirror or where you get ready in the morning or your, you know, if you've got a, a desk or an office, stick it there. Wherever you're going to see it and be reminded of it, if you are one that like reads the Bible in the morning, maybe does a little journaling, stick it in your Bible, stick it in your journal, write it down in your journal every day, but pick one, start there. The one that when I read it out loud, you were like, oh, the one that kind of almost took your breath away or the one that was the hardest for you to believe like, "Mm, yeah, no, I won't survive this. Pick that one, start there and start practicing it every single day. Say it a thousand times a day if you need to. Then once that one becomes default and it's easy to think, add another one. And just keep adding to your list of thoughts that you want to think about this experience until you get to the other side, until you look back and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm healing. I'm not that same girl I was a few weeks ago or a few months ago or whatever it may be. So just practice them over and over and over. That is how you take a thought and you create it a belief. You create something that you believe. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning.